8 p.m. on a Sunday, Boston, Massachusetts. Hi guys, I got some news, some terrible news. We got a huge problem. I feel like we could do a podcast and it would be a million times better than whatever that drivel was we were listening to. What the hell is a podcast? What is that? The future of radio. You jabronis. Hey yo, and welcome to the Always Sunny Cast. I'm your host Eric, and I'm co-host Ross. And this is the podcast where we go through Always Sunny one episode at a time. We also go scene by scene, and we just try to figure out what makes it so funny. And we talk about it, and we uh, dissect it a little bit, and just uh, I don't know, play around. Yeah, we just chat about the uh, episode, take a deeper look, and uh, pull it apart. Would you say maybe this is the hardest episode we've done? Um, this is the hardest, easily. Yeah, it was I'm lost before we even start talking about it, and I'll have questions I don't even know how to ask by the end of it. Well, you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that I am the one who breaks down the, like, the overarching, like, I set up the scene, basically. I have to write that little synopsis to set up the scene. And the scenes I had to break up, like, I truly have one scene that's six seconds. Like, the way you have to break <laughs> up this, the way the scenes are broken up are very crazy. Do you know what I mean? It's like not in a normal structure. Yeah, there's a lot of cutting of tenses. So like we go to past tense yeah. and then we go to present. I, I try to keep track of that. And, and I will keep and and also there are going to be weird like super long scenes, strangely long scenes and then strangely really short scenes. Like this, this is the most page turning I think I'm going to have to do. But it's fun, but it's a great episode. I mean, I'm excited there. Yeah. And before we start I just want to address, listen, I know the last episode's sound quality was terrible. I mean, it was, it was worse than usual, and it usually is bad. But I was, <laughs> I was editing it like the, I was like so tired. Like, I got that, I got that edited like 4 a.m. the day of. You know what I mean? It yeah. was just like. Yeah, we, it, we got a few DMs on that, so. Yeah, and, and my, my gain was too high, and I'm going to try something. We're going to tweak something. I'm going to try something for this for this episode, so hopefully it works. But I'm gonna try, I know our volume's too low, but we're, we're, I'm, we're idiots. I don't know. What should I say? How do we explain this? We really didn't know how to do this before we started doing it and never really learned beyond the bare minimum. Would you say that's accurate? <laughs> I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, <laughs> we just we don't really have the, it, it. Like, if I could, like, editing is the worst part. Yeah, it's the most tedious, I think. Yes. Besides the note-taking. Yeah. This is the fun part. This is the best part. You just get to talk. Yeah, (laughs) truly. I know. I know. But yes, I know know it sucked, but we're on it. We're going to try to fix it. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into it. Yeah, I've already looked into it because I went nuts. But yeah. I put some of my best men on it. Uh... <laughs> Who do you know? I'm. I'm your. There's no. Who do you know? Uh, what? <laughs> you. You're the one working on it. You're the best guy I got, dude. <laughs> I don't really have a deep bench. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to Sunny Footy on Instagram. S u n n y f o o t y, because like a couple episodes ago, Ross, I was struggling mm-hmm. to come up with the name of a professional skateboarder just in a random thing we were talking about and i couldn't remember his name and with the very the most little information i could imagine <laughs> sunny footy somehow pulled out that i was trying to talk about mark johnson i could not believe he pulled that that's crazy to me and i just want to start out everyone go to sunny footy on instagram if you want i don't know what the best mashups yeah, he does all the best mashups, but we repost them uh, on our yeah. stories all the time. So yeah, but if yeah, if you're not familiar with our Instagram or whatever, yeah, or sh- head over to his for sure. And that, I could not believe he was. Oh, I think Eric was trying to talk about Mark Johnson. I mean, with the most little information. 
<laughs> it was like it was impressive. It was cool. guys a sleuth. All right, we rambled on enough, Russ. Let's 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 try to get into this episode. Let's try not to get confused and lost in the narrative. Okay, let's let's not brown out at any point here. Today we're talking season six, episode seven. Who got de pregnant? Original air date is October twenty eighth, two thousand ten, and actually, Russ, this was first screened at Comic Con. Yeah, they talked about that on the uh, commentary. They mentioned they played this for uh, Comic Con. Ross, you listened to the commentary for this? Yes, I did. Oh, that's good. That very good. That makes my trivia game at the end harder for me, but that's fine. I can handle it. Okay. But that's cool. I'm glad you did. So yes, the original air date is October 28th, 2010. Written by Charlie Day and Rob McElhenney. Directed by Randall Einhorn. Ross, what's that IMDb summary? The gang gets a real quote scare unquote after Dee reveals she's pregnant, forcing the guys to recall their last hazy Halloween to determine if one of them might be the father. Are they putting scare in quotes because they're, like, making a pun? Uh, yeah, because it's Halloween-related. I don't think the quotes are necessary. <laughs> no, it's a real scare. Yeah. I think they're all pretty scared. <laughs> yeah, and even if you're making a pun, you don't have to, like, I don't know, draw attention to it like that. Or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Russ, this episode was written in 2010. What do you got going on in the world in 2010? Well, the People magazine uh, named Ryan Reynolds the sexiest man of the year. Really? Yes. There's an always sunny connection now. And the sexiest woman in the world, uh-huh. uh, according to Esquire magazine. I guess People magazine doesn't do a sexiest woman. Uh, I, I couldn't no, find it. I have no idea. But it's Minka Kelly. Do you know Minka Kelly? I don't. No. Me neither. <laughs> I know Where Ryan Reynolds. Were we that I know year. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, it's Minka Kelly. Doesn't doesn't even like ring a distant bell. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. I thought it was uh, referring to the woman that took over that show that uh, Regis was on. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not her. I I, I don't know. So. It's, all right. So well, I'll never know. Russ, thank you for that incredibly useless information. <laughs> you got it. Cool. All right, let's get into it. Cold open, 5.30 p.m. on a Saturday in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. As the gang is getting ready to spend a night in a, in a museum, Dee tells them that she is pregnant and one of them is the father. So we get, we get starting off here with, with Charlie talking ancient spirits. Yeah, he's excited. He wants to talk to at least one ancient spirit, right? Right. Well, I mean, that's got to be the expectation. <laughs> or else why are you doing it? <laughs> And Mac is thinking that they definitely got to pick up some chalk and erasers because the dust and everything, it makes you see the lasers. The laser beam alarm. Yeah. Do you, no. know what he, do you know what he's like referencing? Uh, this is going to be like Mission Impossible type stuff. Anywhere, yeah. Anytime a heist is a, is uh-huh. uh, on, the, on the table for a plot of a movie, you're going to see some laser beams <laughs> right. and chalk, right? Right. Yeah. Some sort of dust that lets you see the lasers. And yeah, yeah. That, that seems to be, yeah. And that's, again, them living, like... Like a movie. Yeah, he thinks, like, a museum's gonna have, like, laser security. Like, is that real? Is that even a real thing? Like, and why would you have them, like, crisscrossing, going all, like, crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't need to be, like, a perfect matrix. (laughs) I don't know. It just, uh... (laughs) They're living their lives like movies. And, and... And then Frank wants to definitely hit up the Civil War section. He wants to spend a lot of... Now, why does he want to go there? Good question. I don't know, but he has like a, I don't know if you noticed, but he has a heavy bag of like gear. Like we don't really get to see what's in yeah. in his gear bag, but like <laughs> it's like black. So it looks like like gear to break in somewhere. 
and Dennis though, Dennis wants to. He doesn't want to do the, the Civil War thing. He says he shoots that down. But Dennis does want to go to ancient Egypt. Is it funny they all have their own sort of thing? Like now, Dennis is <laughs> their ancient own Egypt. angle. Yeah. So what, basically, the idea is that they're gonna go sneak into and stay overnight in. Oh, a I museum. Should, I should have looked this up, Ross. I didn't look up like a museum in Philadelphia. Like I don't know. They don't name a specific one. Yeah, I mean, is this like the art museum, the what, what, the natural what, what science? Kind of, what kind of museum has like? There's a Civil War section. There's a. It's got to be the Egypt art museum, se- right? I don't know. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not smart enough to know <laughs> what museum <laughs> they're talking about. That's right. Yeah, I was going to say, Ross, we we're not the type to go to museums. Like, I, I'm not allowed. No, no, definitely. Yeah, you got kicked out. But I mean, I've gone to the Museum of Science in Boston, but that's about it. And I that does have a bunch of sections, like you know, it's so it's probably like, yeah, museum of art or something like that, like a history museum. Yeah, like a history museum. D just wants to be clear. <laughs> so they're staying inside this. This she kind of like lays it all down. They're staying inside this museum, and they're hoping you know things come alive. They're thinking things are gonna come alive. Yeah, she's basically like, "Oh, you think this is like the movie Night in the Museum?" But they or don't whatever. say Night at the Museum, though. Right? Why don't <laughs> just they just describe the plot of it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I almost wish they did. Just say like, "This is the movie Night at the Museum" to them or something, which I've never seen. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but Dennis is like, no, no, no. It's not necessarily that. Like, yeah, sure, Charlie could talk to ancient spirits and run from ancient spirits, or they could be running from security guards. The idea is to stay sort of like op- like open-minded. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be a really, really great time. <laughs> yeah. I love the way he does that little run thing where he talks about running from security guys. And it kind of <laughs> yeah. does sound fun. It does I like mean... a, a shimmy gesture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and 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 besides, what are they going to do? Sit around and watch D eat sandwich after sandwich after sandwich? Hatch a sandwich. <laughs> and they kind of do some fat shaming here on D. Yeah, Frank like, kind of laughs at him. He's like, what the hell is the matter with you? Yeah. You've been stuffing your face for days. They can't even make bird jokes anymore. It just it doesn't make sense. I'm not fat. I'm pregnant. Uh, you know, I feel like it's just so great to like, I don't know how to like explain. A, like when he goes, oh, you've been saying that a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, it sort of like <laughs> says so much. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It says so much with saying so little like of like what's right. been going on and how little they care and think about her. Was how little they pay attention to her. They pay attention, yeah. I feel like you've been saying that a lot. You said that a lot. I don't know. Understood that at all, or took that in yeah, whatsoever? Like, <laughs> like, like, why would she be saying it? Right. <laughs> to inform. You should uh, do yourself a flavor. Fa- do yourself a favor and flush that out. <laughs> now, Charlie points out. Now, you have said that before, Russ. Do you remember when he has said that before? Yes, the uh, Vic Vinegar episode, right? Yeah, the the mortgage crisis. That's the right. mortgage crisis. Because D, yes. like it says, I'm pregnant before she does like her scam thing that she's mm-hmm. doing. She like, but she, that time she's not pregnant. She's not. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's like they don't believe her anymore. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But isn't that crazy? Like that he says the same thing, and and Charlie remembers, and he mm-hmm. says, "Now that you have said before." Right, and Dennis is even taking the stance in that episode. Um, he says that is big news. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does acknowledge like that's pretty important. Then they go house, house, house. They go back to the house. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> house. <laughs> right. 
Mac adds, you know, while they're talking about things they always say and everything, he just wants to reiterate that he doesn't care about D, doesn't care about her body, doesn't care about the baby. In fact, he doesn't even care about the baby bird that's probably growing inside. <laughs> that is like so harsh. Like I don't care about you. Yeah. I don't care about you. <laughs> Well, that baby bird you're probably carrying around inside you. Well, guess what? They should care because one of them is the father. Yeah, we should got some dramatic like dun I know. dun dun like or thunder. a bell toll. Yeah, yeah, the bell toll. They do the bell toll. They do a lot. the bell toll later. Yeah, dum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they turn around and she says, "Yeah, that's right." At the Halloween party, you know. But whatever, who cares? Let's not talk about it because they don't care about her or her body or anything. So she leaves. We get an oh shit from Charlie. We, yeah, that, we get a no shit. Why, why not a holy shit? You know, let's do everything. Yeah. Holy shit. You know what I mean? Just, it should oh always shit. be holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And we get an oh shit. And we get the title card. Don't you think it's strange? Like, I think, because the title card, they usually, when they re- reference D in the title card, they usually say sweet D. Sweet D. Yeah. Why no sweet? Why didn't she get a sweet D? Why didn't she get a sweet hair? Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. So then, after the opening credits, at the bar, Frank, Dennis, Mac, and Charlie put their heads and brownouts together to figure out who the father is. I mean, what is she even talking about? Got her pregnant at the Halloween party. What does that mean? I I don't even remember that party. I was wasted. Yeah, me too. I I browned out that evening. Browned out? What's browned out? Oh, it's when you drink so much that everything goes brown. It's not as severe as a blackout, because I remember bits and pieces. I like to call it browning out. Hmm, never heard of that before. There's a good reason for that, Frank, because I think Mac just made it up on the spot. I did. You did? <laughs> That's a great term, browning great out. Term. You like it? I love it. Thank you. And so I'm, I'm pretty sure at a certain point we all probably browned out. So I think our best chance at figuring this out is for us to all put our browns together, mash them together, and try and figure out which one of you two banged my sister. Okay, but let's not overuse the brown thing right in the beginning, you know? Yeah, but here's the thing. Once you throw a term like that out and everybody likes it, it's pretty much fair game. We it's can use public it domain at that It becomes point. public domain. Now we're just trying to figure out who banged D. That's the important thing. Let's not let's not focus too much on the brown thing, even though it's a term that I'm going to use a lot. And I'm probably going to use a lot right now. So here's what I remember from my brown state. I remember we were all in costume, and our costumes were pretty cool, except for yours. I was really pissed off at you because we agreed to go as Mario and Luigi. Ross, have you ever browned out? Uh, too many times, probably. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's a that's a saying that I like. I'm gonna say probably a lot, <laughs> like right now during during this episode. Yeah, during some time. Now, the, about the before we get to the meat of it, because we just heard it. But the, the brownout is so funny. Why don't they keep it up for the rest of the episode? They don't. I know. There's a huge amount of missed opportunity. Yeah, like when at the especially at the end when they're banging on D's door, be like D, you browned out. That's why you don't remember. You browned out, and even D could go brown yeah. out. Like like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Like, she's learning now for the first yeah, time yeah, 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 yeah. after oh, they've been using she, it the whole episode. Yeah, oh, she, she can even be like, oh, I like that. I'm going to say that. And they're like, back like, no, you know, or something. Like, yeah. Uh, That's more like seinfeld to me. Like, like, no, don't, like, don't take my thing. Like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I don't know, just because it is so funny to, like, hear something and then to use it and the other person doesn't want you using it so much. You know what I mean? I don't know, yeah. it's just funny. Yeah, you steal my babies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do, George. Yeah. So yeah. So at the beginning here, they were wasted. They established they were wasted at this party. They don't really remember what was going on. And Mac says, "Yeah, he browned out." Hey, he does this like coy eyebrow raise. Do you notice when he says that? Yeah, because he yeah because he he's knows like it's gonna to, be like, good. He's like listening like for like the response. Yeah, yeah. You like that? <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, and, and they they question and Frank questions, you know, browned out, and Mac explains. Oh, it's when you drink so much that everything goes brown. It's not as severe as a blackout, because I remember bits and pieces. I like to call it browning out. <laughs> now, first of all, that's great. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and second, no one they've never heard of this. Like, oh wow, like wow, we've never never heard of this before. And Dennis's like face, like it's hard to convey like through audio. <laughs> right. He read through Mac on that. Like he right. knew he was making but up. But he likes on the spot. it. Yeah, so it's it's, it's good. <laughs> and he has this, like, smile and this, like, there's a good reason we never heard of that. He has, a, like, a pleased look on his face. <laughs> he looks psychotic. <laughs> he looks psychotic. <laughs> you know, and he's like, he's like, he's like, you know why we haven't heard of it? I think Mac just made it up. And, yes, Mac just made up, just now, made up the term brownout. Mac goes, you like it? And Dad says, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's like, of course I do. Like, what do you think? It's very strange to see Dennis pleased with Mac. Right. Yeah. I think that's what makes Dennis so happy in that moment, you know? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, And so they they start talking about, you know, so Dennis, so they start talking about like, all right, we have to try to remember what's going on that night. So let's put all all of our heads and our browns together. Like they're going to put their points at Mac. Points at Mac. Mac. Browns. (laughs) And Um, then uh, Mac's a hand gesture of like. Cut it out. He does this like wavy hand. Yeah. It's sort of flat. But it's like to me, it's like he's rating Dennis's use of brown. Yeah, like not great. Yeah, yeah, not great. (laughs) Well, and also, you know, let's not like go too heavy on the brown thing right now, you know? Yeah, but here's the thing. Once you throw out a term like that and everybody likes it, it's pretty much fair game. Yeah, it's... Pu- it, it, <laughs> Charlie says it's public domain. It becomes public domain. Now, Ross, have you... Do you know anything about public domain? Like, what that means? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, I just get the, the idea that, like, if it's an idea that's not patented or, like, an intellectual property of any kind, you could just yeah. use it, right? Yeah, you can kind of, like, put your own, like, Shakespeare's in the public domain, and you can just sort of, like, you and I could film and make a Shakespeare play, you know what I mean? Because there's no, it's in the public domain. Right. I I think at a certain point, um, after X amount of years of something being in the zeitgeist, it just... I read the Wikipedia and stuff, and yeah, there's all these. It's different for all different countries. It's different for different contracts. It's this and that. It's cra- all the crazy stuff. It's different for different countries. Yeah, like something that's public domain in America is not necessarily public domain in another country. That's cr- that's that's weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, you think that would have to be universal? Because if, like, let's say the Simpsons make a reference that's or use something that's public domain right. in america like the happy birthday song or whatever yeah. and well, it's they would, not they, they would probably cut it out i mean they, they do that they edit they edit stuff for different countries and stuff they do do that so they, yeah they mm-hmm. probably edit out or pay for it that's crazy yeah the whole thing is the whole the idea of like copywriting stuff and like owning like a phrase or something you know what i mean like, <laughs> remember metallica tried to um copyright like chord progressions and stuff (laughs) no no that is fun there is a there is a section on the wikipedia they talk about things that cannot be copyrighted like mathematical formulas and stuff like that there's like certain things that cannot be copyrighted huh okay good to know yeah (laughs) in case i get into math (laughs) 
<laughs> and I love that Charlie throws that out there, and Dennis agrees. Yep, it's in the public domain, and he he, he, he it's a word that he likes that he's going to use a lot. He, he's going to use a lot right now. Like when he says that he's like taking pleasure. And I love that Dennis here uh, also does like a he like does another twist on it and calls it his brown state. He's like, "What I want for my brown state?" It's like another play on the browning out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so Dennis starts telling his version of the story, and we start off here with him talking about how he was pissed at Mac because he was they were supposed to go together as Mario and Luigi. Eric, are Mario and Luigi public domain? I don't believe so. <laughs> I would say no. <laughs> That's an introduction. The, so how are they they're paying to use Mario and Luigi's likeness or? No, you know what? I think there's like a there's a there's stipulations. Like you notice when he's when he is Luigi, he doesn't have the L on his. Correct. Phone. Yeah. Is that like the one thing that allows it to be okay? <laughs> he could just be a cartoon bricklayer. Who knows? He's yeah. He's an Italian plumber. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So in the first flashback sequence, we see Dennis, Mac, Charlie, Frank, and Dee in their costumes and the night's events set into motion. So we start off here with Dennis as Luigi. And he dressed as Luigi from right. Super Mario Brothers, yeah. We're noticeably missing the L that's on the hat. Right. The Which is what we're is. guessing is the loophole and uh, being able to use this intellectual property. And Mac comes walking up here and Mac is dressed, as he puts it, Vijo Morgenstein from Lord of the Rings. He's I think he says this later, but he, so he but he is supposed to be Aragon. From Lord of the Rings. Okay. So that's a... Uh, okay. So he's just referring to the actor's name and not... Yeah, but he's not even saying that. As Dennis points out, he's not even saying that correctly. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is, yeah. Uh, but uh, he's supposed to be Aragon. And it's with Dennis, Dennis gets into a little argument with him here because they decided to go funny over sexy this year. Right. Because they wanted to go uh, funny over sexy to disarm the ladies, as right. Dennis puts. Yeah, because Mac went with a sexier look, and now, because this what he says, "What? What even are you?" And he goes, "I'm Vijo Morgenstein." <laughs> <laughs> and when he's, he really is talking, he's really thinking of his name is Vigo Morgensen, and he's in Lord of the Rings among, among many other things. But and he's also in this movie. This whenever that guy like comes up. I always think of this movie he's in called Eastern Promises. Russ, have you seen this movie? No, obviously not. <laughs> I never heard of it. Um, what could you tell me about this movie? And whenever I think of this guy, I always think of this movie Eastern Promises he was in because there's this like crazy fight scene where he's like in a bathhouse, like a sauna type place, mm-hmm. and he's completely naked. He hangs <laughs> on. I mean, he hangs <laughs> on. He's completely naked. And this assassin comes in and is going to like stab him. Is and that guy naked f- too? No. And they have this f- <laughs> and they they have this fight and it's not like a Hollywood stuntman action fight. It's like two guys struggling with a knife like on top of each other like close like struggling to kill each other. Like it's not like action it's not like like flashy. It's like what two people struggling would look like. And it sounds like too point, intimate. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And at one point they're like on the ground and he's crawling over to get the knife and he crawls over this guy and his dick slides along the guy's face as he's like going to try to get the knife. Shut up. And they show it. They show everything. 
How many times did you watch that? <laughs> to catch the guy's dick sliding across they the face. They just show it. I mean, it's just part of the movie. Like, it's a crazy movie. And and, and, and uh, it just stays with you. It's like, Sounds shit. like you have a favorite part. <laughs> That's just whatever I think of that guy. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, I guess that would be burning my brain, too. <laughs> yeah. And Dennis points out that that's not the character's name, and that's not even the name of the actor, which is very funny. Very Mac and very funny. But Dennis is like, you're you're boning me. I mean, is um, right. what do you, how do you feel about that? Like, to schedule, like, you guys are coordinating to do something, especially like this at a, a Halloween party. Yeah, I would say 100%. If you're saying you're going to come as somebody, then you got to go as them. Like, if someone you're like doing a team costume, like, that'd be so crazy to show up and not do what you the team costume. It'd be crazy. But you know that who he is. It's not like... I, I think Dennis has a distorted version of what people are thinking when they see him as Luigi. They're not going to, like... Yeah, I don't, well, we will get to it later when he... Because compl- does he complain here about... um. Does he complain here about how he just looks like a, a plumber? No, he does that later, I think. Yeah, you know, he says it now. Oh, okay, yeah. Without yeah. my Mario, what am I? I'm some weird Italian plumber. I look like an asshole. What is that? What is <laughs> like that? Like I, I think I would understand he's Luigi. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think he's over it. Luigi has his own games. Like he, he yeah, he, Luigi's he, mansion. Uh, he's he got his own stand, mansion, dude. He got his own mansion. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> Mario would get no mansion. <laughs> Not that I know of, no. Uh, but it, it is interesting that, like, you know, you know, Luigi can stand on his own these days. I think. I think it's. I think it would be totally fine to. Yeah, he's he's become his own. Yeah, but this is also oh, this is old. You know, this is also 2010. I don't know. Maybe it was different. Maybe you need that Mario. And this is where. Uh, uh, this is what where. Frank comes up, and Frank, Frank and Charlie both come up together, and Frank is dressed as Spider-Man. Yes, but like not, not his. He doesn't have Spider-Man's face. It's not even a real Spider-Man costume. No, it's skirting the copyright laws. I believe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think like I bet like the props and like wardrobe yeah. department had a really good time doing these. You know, it's very, I would love we, to we, make we, Man Spider. Did, have you? And so Frank comes up, speaking of that, Frank Frank comes up here and he says, look at the turnout of our Halloween party. So, yes, we are in Patty's Pub Mm -hmm. and they have really decorated this place. Like when Frank decorated for Christmas. Yeah, they have a spread too, I think. Crazy, like crazy, like a lot of stuff. Like everything is decorated. Even the bathroom is decorated. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of people here dressed up in costume. Yeah. saw like a beer bottle walking around, a pirate, a... Uh, you know what? You know what's yeah. fun is uh the, the guys in the background that are in present time yeah, telling yeah. the story of the Halloween party are yeah. actually at the Halloween party I, I in costume. Guys. Yeah, I see. Isn't those that guys cool? There. Yeah, 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 yeah. The regulars. <laughs> the regulars. Yeah. Uh, but think like this is like I mean we haven't seen the bar this pack since when? I mean since Frank was like in the basement playing Russian roulette. No, the, the gang thing? dances their asses off, maybe? Oh, gang dances their asses off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was full. That's right. It's just crazy to see this. I'm like, it, is the bar open? What is <laughs> happening? Yeah, because th- who's working the bar right now? Because they're all just getting hammered, right? Yeah, they're browning out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, so Frank is Spider Man and Charlie comes up and Charlie is well, Charlie's dressed like the Phantom of the Opera, but he claims to be a vampire. I want to suck your blood. It's Twilight time. That's like a Dracula, like an <laughs> old Dracula voice. Yeah, that Transylvanian accent. Right. So he's all mixed up because he's also talking Twilight, which they don't talk or do stuff like that. <laughs> they don't talk. <laughs> they don't talk. <laughs> I didn't know that about the movie. It's no, a silent don't movie. Like, they don't have the, like accents or talk like I want to suck your blood. Like, you know what I mean? like, they don't right. Like, they're just tweens, right? Yeah. They're just, yeah. They're just, just vampires and werewolves and humans just all trying to get along, you know? Uh, have you seen any of the Twilight movies? No, not even one. No, no, me either. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> We're a lot of moving on. <laughs> We're no fun whatsoever. Uh, so, uh, Charlie has this idea that, you know, women are into Twilight vampire stuff. Maybe the waitress is. This is his best shot. Maybe the waitress is. I feel like so he doesn't even know. Right. But I feel like Charlie, with his level of stalking, he has a, he has a guy for intel. That okay. we've referred to before. I, sure. I feel like he would know, right? Yeah, maybe he would. Yeah, maybe he would. And Dennis points out that he's not dressed like a, like a vampire. He's dressed like Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> but he <laughs> ate the other people. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And This is so great. How do we describe oh. what happens here? This transaction like a, goes one way with both Mac and Frank. They both have one opinion that's opposite. Right. And then it switches. Right. On the other side of this. So, so it's, he's so, not a vampire. He well, Ch- eats people. Charlie, yeah, Charlie says he eats people. Dennis says, no, he doesn't. Max says, I think he might. Frank says he does. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's the first interaction. And then Dennis says, I'm surprised you know who Phantom of the, who Phantom of the Opera is. Ch- uh, Max says, he might not. Frank says, he doesn't. Right, and, it's a good... And the way, and the way Max is at go, and then the way Charlie goes, <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> is that incredible? I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't. <laughs> he just admits it. But, like, it's like, it's like a ping pong. It's like, do 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 Right, it's dialogue. a perfect like, mirror. Yeah, 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 it's like a, like, a, like a loop. It, like, loops around. It's very cool. Yeah, it goes one way and then back again. I don't know, it's very fun. Great use of language, I feel like. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. And... Do you know anything about the Phantom of the Opera? Um, bare minimum. I looked up the Phantom of the Opera. Sounds like it kind of sucks. I don't know. Not for me, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. But like kidnapping a woman and trying to like force her to marry you and shit. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was about a... <laughs> okay. I, <I'm> a <laughs> you thought it was about a guy who ate theater people? <laughs> no, I thought it was... <laughs> I thought it was about a guy yeah. that was like a disfigured um, yeah, that's right. monster man. That's right. That was also like a brilliant singer, no uh, genius, but like he haunted the theater he and tried the th- to scare other performers right. out. He did haunt the theater, and he did. I believe he does play like the violin or something. And but one of the actors that's gonna be in the play, he kidnaps her and like falls in love with her and kidnaps her and like takes her to his lair and wants her to marry him and. This sounds like a Super Mario Brothers game. <laughs> 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 yeah, Sorry, maybe. the princess is at another castle. Yeah, yeah. At least that's what I'm getting from the Wikipedia. I've never seen or it's it's from a book, and I've never seen or read Phantom of the Opera, but that's what I'm getting from Wikipedia. 
uh, he didn't say anything about eating theater people. So, so then D comes up here, and we see D dressed as, as she puts it, a sexy angel. Mm-hmm. This party blows. Yeah. There's no studs no be- here. No beef in the freezer, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no beef in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> she says it's so casual, too. <laughs> and uh, so they, 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 they want to know, why would she wear a costume with wings? What is she thinking? If you're going to be sexy, don't dress like a bird, D. <laughs> she clearly is not a bird. No, yeah, she's clearly an angel, as she says. And you know, so you can you can see that D is, is pregnant here. Like You can see it even though it's like supposed to be the past. Yeah, and sure. And they're speculating this is the night she conceived the baby. And I think this is a subtle joke that they never point out or say that She's already visibly pregnant. They're trying to figure out who got D pregnant when she clearly <laughs> she is, is pregnant. already pregnant. It's how little they pay attention to her. You know what right. I mean? It's like they're too stupid to even go, oh, she already was. Like, what are we trying to figure out? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that's a subtle joke. That's why they don't really try to hide it there because it's like, oh, they don't. They weren't even paying attention then. Okay. That Yeah. Okay. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. Do they say anything like that in the commentary? They don't mention that at no, all? No, no, no. That's interesting. I felt like it was like a. I felt like it was like a subtle joke. Like, look, we're just gonna show she's pregnant at the party to make it even funnier that they're trying to figure out who did it. Uh, I mean, that could have been an option. Good insight. She's not a giant bird. She's clearly a sexy angel. And uh, besides, look at this coos over here. This peacock, giant green bird. <laughs> so she points out a woman over here in a a peacock outfit. She calls her a. I I, I did use say the word. I mean that word is kind of offensive. It yeah, can be offensive. I had to look it up. It refers to women's genitals. <laughs> yeah, it's like an old-timey term. Like it's like a pretty old-timey term. I've heard it before. I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I can't say if it's offensive or not because obviously, it, it's, but it it that's what D calls her, and it's an old-fashioned, uh, just like an old-fashioned, just slang derogatory term. Yeah, like it's like like how you would say it in in London. It's like kind of you know what I mean. What do you we think its equivalent is now? If you had the c word, the c word, really that harsh? Oh no, maybe not that. Yeah, not that like harsh. that skank, maybe that skank. Yeah, yeah or that yeah, hoe. Yeah. yeah, probably something like that. I would say something yes. like mid level. Yeah, offensive. That skank. That skank sounds about <laughs> mid level <right>. offensive. <laughs> mid level offensive. Yeah, exactly. And it's just funny for D to pull that word out. Like it's something Frank would say. Yeah, that's it, of his time. <laughs> yeah, it's like where's D coming from? <laughs> The, she points out this woman in this peacock outfit, and they're not—they're not in on the joke because they're impressed. She wears it well. Woof, woof! She wears it well, <laughs> so well, in fact, that I have now pinpointed her as my prey for the evening. And then he does this crazy voice that is—is—is <laughs> hard to like even is understand this, why. Is, is this Borat or Luigi? She will be mine. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? Like it sounds like Borat I think it's just improvised. I think it's just improvised weirdness. Just like yeah, you will be mine. I can't even do it. I don't think I can do it. She will be mine. She will be mine. Get out of my way, bird. He walks away. Really shoves her though. Yeah, shoves her out of the way. Right. Back in the present, Mac backs up Dennis's story, and Dennis starts to tell his version of the inciting incident. This is all sounding right. I remember this. Yeah. So. You know, we should keep track. This right here doesn't change. 
There's parts of the story that doesn't that don't ever change. This sure. is one, this is one of them. This beginning part. The, after the inciting incident, which is the fight, the the waitress coming in, mm-hmm. there is that's where it diverges. That's where all we get the different timelines of like whatever happens. But everything up until that point is sort of Accurate. actually what happened. Accurate. Yeah. That's why Mac backs it up. That's why yes, this is it, what it's happened. a good base for divergence, right? That's right. We're we're, we're setting up our base for before we we split into our our different recollections. And this is like a, just a quick little palate cleanser of a scene, quick little break. We just pop back to the to the present. And so so Dennis starts talking about how he remembered a commotion at the bar. So we established where Dennis was when the fight broke out. We'll learn later it's a fight. But we established Dennis was nowhere near that. He was over at the Peacock Lady when the fight was going down. So that's where Dennis... It's kind of like a murder mystery, isn't it? You need to know where everybody is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I you wish it was I mean? like so, a diagram that went with this. Right, right. Dennis is with the, with, the, with the Peacock Lady at this point. And we get a quick little cut to the flashback of him talking to the Peacock Lady. And, and then we cut back. And we, uh, Dennis explains, you know, he didn't care about that lady. <laughs> the, 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 the lady that was upset he said he heard some lady in distress and whatever and he didn't really care about that lady and despite the fact that he looked like this is so funny to me because i don't understand <laughs> despite looking like a cartoon bricklayer he was getting close to sealing the deal now a cartoon bricklayer he's a plumber like what does he right because he breaks bricks sometimes um, he just looks like a construction worker of some sort right he looks like I, he's in I don't uniform know. But the term bricklayer as like a title is very, <laughs> is very funny to me. Cartoon bricklayer. <laughs> I mean, Mario breaks bricks, but yeah. So then we cut to Dennis's perspective of the party, and as he is getting rejected by the peacock lady, Charlie comes up upset, and Dennis and Charlie agree to switch costumes. So he was getting close to sealing the deal. We cut to the peacock lady yelling at him. <laughs> 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 Great transition, uh, you know, because his costume's weird. He's creepy. He's laughing and saying yes. Does he want this? Is this part of his dentist system? Part of his plan? That's what I was wondering because he's he mentioned he was starting to get close to sealing the deal, right? Right. Yeah. So to him, this woman objecting to him is part yeah. of the process. That's what it seems like, oh, unless he's just embellishing that he was getting close and he wasn't. Right. But Dennis is but, a t- type to like have a plan. Right. So I think this is part of his plan. Maybe. And we've seen the Dennis system, so yeah. this would align perfectly. <laughs> so then she storms off and Charlie comes up and he's talking about his stupid costume. It's so sexy and they were just friends and he's going on and on. So this sort of sets up our first clue, I guess, or our first and oh, oh my goodness! Oh, Ross, I'm so stupid too. What, what is the what do we got on the peacock lady before we get? To, I'm too wrapped up in the mystery. What do we got on the peacock? I know. Lady? <laughs> peacock woman is played by Stacy Stas Hurst. She was born 1982. She was in Drop Dead Diva, Femme Fatales, Entourage, Iron Man, and Rules of Engagement. Nice. Uh, yeah. So she storms off after here, and Charlie comes up and he's talking about his stupid costume. It's so sexy and. <laughs> And he seems to be talking about 
a friend. No, no, you were ju- you're just a friend. This sort of sets up our. Uh, yeah, he's like kind of a blubbering mess. He says, "I can't right. believe it, man. She takes advantage of me." I'm but, like, "Oh my yeah. god, you look so sexy. I'm gonna sex you all up." And I'm like, "You're just my friend. Get your sex off me." Right, and it's very, it's just vague enough for us to be like, "Oh, this is our first hint that D it was D here." Right, you know. Uh, and so yeah, he's all upset about his costume, but he thinks it's his. He thinks his costume is the problem. Yeah, it's the sexiest costume in the world. He hates it. <laughs> and this is where Dennis gets the idea. See, that's why I don't know if it was part of his plan early because it seems like he's improvising right here about switching costumes. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Oh Dennis, yeah, because this you know could I mean? be a perfect part of the Dennis system to create a fictional character. Which is himself, yeah, to get away from, and then he could become the Phantom of Opera and uh, sweep her off her feet. It's just devious enough for Dennis. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, they, they, they switch costumes, and yeah, so that's where they sort of walk off here together. So then back in the present, there is some confusion about the mystery, and Charlie is accused of being the father. So when they come back to the present, you know, that's what happened. De- they switched costumes. Dennis was able to fell the seductive temptress. Yeah. Oh, mystery solved. You know, credits. Ross, what is your favorite character? <laughs> That's not the mystery. Uh, oh, the oh the D the D the, the D thing's the mystery. All right, right. D, cool. That you bang the, the peacock chick is not the mystery. This is one of the funniest moments of the whole episode. It really is yeah. so funny. Like the fact that like. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. awesome, dude. That is so awesome, dude. Like, <laughs> well, really mystery like, solved. <laughs> <laughs> mystery solved. And the way, and when he says that's not the mystery, I love Dennis is going, oh, like, right away. He goes, oh, the D thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that is so funny. It really is one of the funniest parts of the episode. And yeah, so, so from that story, it seems like Charlie, you say, Charlie, y'all the father. And because Charlie clearly remembers crying, but oh wait, it starts to come back to him. Those were tears of joy. So then he starts to tell his version. We then see Charlie's perspective of the events at the Halloween party. So it starts off here with with Charlie overhearing Artemis and Frank talking at the bar, yelling, having an argument at the bar. So this starts up. This sets up this now where Char- where this is happening. Yeah, we get our like first like reoccurring, you know. Artemis. I, this is this is the Welcome diversion. Welcome back, Artemis Pibdani. Yeah, Ar- and Artemis is a gothic nun. We should say, <laughs> right? Is that what you would call her? Or a satanic I guess nun? So. Or yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what costumes are. <laughs> so yeah, so they 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 have an argument at the bar, but while that's happening, Charlie is over talking to the McBoyles. So while 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 Artemis and Frank have an argument. Charlie is talking with McBoyles, and Dennis is talking with the Peacock Lady. Mm-hmm. And then we we get the McBoyles. We got a quick. We got Artemis and the McBoyles in like a one-two bunch. It's pretty great. Yeah, welcome back, Nate Mooney as Ryan McBoyle and uh-huh. Jimmy Simpson as Liam McBoyle. So funny, like there's like they are they really. I, I don't want to. They might be probably my favorite cat. I mean, they're so funny in this, especially at yeah. the end. I mean. <laughs> They're a lot to of me, fun. it's this standout. I mean, I think this is the I, I like this appearance from them even better than the gang is held hostage. I think, really, even how quick this is. I don't know, something about what they do at the end that is so funny and crazy. It's just the it's vomiting, just, all of it, the the, the <laughs> everything. <laughs> we'll get there. 
So Charlie sets up that he was he was he was finalizing a delicate truce between the McBoyles and I guess the gang, mm-hmm. and it, so they start, so then we get into so then it sort of gets off the voiceover and we get into the scene. In this version, we should point out here at the beginning. In this version, right now, the McBoyles are into this. They like this truce. And they, and, in fact, bump it. And they, in fact, bump it. They would like to bump it. There's a truce between the, the two, what, the two gangs? What are they? <laughs> They're rivals, for sure. <laughs> um, we should say the McPoyles are in their classic robes. They got yep. their glasses of milk. I mean, As could there be any other way? Nope. And <laughs> does the bar serve milk, or do they bring their own milk? That's a great question. They had milk the last time they were in the bar, too, and the gang, the gang gets <laughs> held hostage. Remember yeah. they hand them milk? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Do they either the bar stocks milk, which I doubt, right. and I wouldn't trust, <laughs> or they bring milk? And D has a quick little parent here. D walks by, says hi to hi to Charlie. Yeah, Charlie says hi back to her. On. Yeah, and they're very pleasant to each other. <laughs> well, they're so nice I to like, each yeah, other. I like your costume. Thank you, Charlie. Like they say this like thing. Yeah. About, I like your feathers. And Charlie's like, I like your feathers. So we have this like. I, I, we should mention this like D game of her becoming more and more like a bird throughout the retelling the of these stories. Every time someone tells it, yeah, she her costume changes just slightly mm-hmm. until completely. <laughs> <laughs> and they're nice to each other here. And you'll see later on in another flashback when D walks by here, they actually say like, I forget. I will get to it later, but she's like, "Shut up!" Like they say something to each other, like not nice. Yeah, it's very dismissive, and it's like, the same. Yeah, it's the same interaction, but we see the not nice version of it later <laughs> on. Yeah, and in comes the waitress, and mm, I don't even know how to describe this. Mask Victorian people. What are waitress and her new boyfriend? Uh, maybe gothic. Just gothic. What is that? Gothic Victorian something. I don't know. Yeah, they're just like masquerade people. They look like they're here for the orgy. <laughs> yes, they yes, they do. Yes, they most <laughs> certainly do. Uh, so, yeah, so in comes the, the, the waitress, and oh, he must have received Charlie's invitations. And he does a nice, like, cape throw, too. Yeah, throws to his cape over his To be theatric cool. about it. He's really <laughs> yeah, playing like, the uh, opera role. <laughs> yeah, the waitress got all 100 of them. Mm-hmm. Who's this jerk? This is my new boyfriend. He's here to protect me. Ross, who is this jerk? This jerk is... Eric, played by <laughs> Michael Trotter, who is apparently a friend of the gang. He was in The Right Stuff, Underground, The House Bunny, Bones, and Evening Hour. Do they mention anything about his his name being Eric? Uh, for any specific reason, no. No. I mean, th- the woman at the end gets a name, too. Right. Well, Eric is the name of the Phantom. Oh, really? Yeah, the real name of the Phantom is Eric. With a K, with a K. Oh, this one's a C. So yeah, me too. But yeah, the, yeah, but uh, yeah, the the phantom, the phantom's name is also Eric. I thought that was. I thought I'm not sure. Does if that he have was a last intentional. name? Uh, I think he does, but it's I forget what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed the Eric because I also saw this character's name is Eric. Oh, very interesting. Uh, so yeah, this is the waitress's new boyfriend. But Dennis, but Charlie says something strange here. He wants the guy to know that the lady is taken. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how that works at all. It's so and so like misogynistic too. Of like the lady's shop property. Yeah, I mean to even like get in a physical fight over it, or yeah. and then he even when the waitress is like, "Hey, leave us alone." 
He says, I have to defend your honor, which is yeah, like, what, no, what, does he mean what are you that? talking about? Just, <laughs> he's just creating like a fight for no reason. He's going to defend her honor and Mac, get my back. And we have Mac come running up and Mac mm-hmm. punches the punches the guy who knocks him into Ryan, who splashes milk think, onto D. Is it okay. Liam? In my notes, I have Charlie punches Eric. Right. Eric falls into the McPoyles, and the McPoyles right. splash the milk. Yeah, no, it's it's Ryan. She she uh, she it's it's Ryan specifically. They both stand next to it, but it's Ryan's yeah, glass yeah, of milk. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's guy into Ryan into D. This is the first yeah. one because it goes into people. It, this happens quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, this it has a lot of renditions in different versions. Right. But in this one, my notes say Charlie punches Eric. The crowd gasps. Eric. Yeah. Uh, falls into Ryan McPoyle and splashes yeah. D with the milk. Oh, right. God damn it. I get milk all over me. What a line we get to hear so many times. It, that is a constant. This is a, this right here is a constant. Milk does get splashed on D. All over her. Yes. This is, this it's is a, reported. How it happens switches a little bit, but this is a constant. And the waitress, that was insanely masculine. Now, the and term insanely masculine, that sort of is a constant sort of. <laughs> it's something <laughs> is said there that sounds like that, but it just mm-hmm. switches. Uh, but, yeah, so the waitress finds that in, insanely masculine, and she starts making out with Charlie. So then back in the present, Frank tells Charlie he got it half right, and Frank tries to set the record straight. So he's excited he made out with the waitress. He's he's gonna go. That's amazing. <laughs> I gotta call it. I, I gotta go. He's like on his way out the door and they're like, yeah, no, 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 Charlie. Yeah, Frank's not says, the way no, it happened. Not the way it happened. He left some stuff out, but Frank Frank wants to set the record straight. And don't say he went as Spider Man. He didn't go as Spider Man. He went as Man Spider. Totally different. <laughs> Do you know anything about Man Spider? Uh no. Do you? Yeah, it's a comic book. He's he's a he's a Spider Man villain. Oh, he is. He is. Yeah, dude. He, I had no idea. <laughs> he is a human-sized. It would be as if a spider turned into like a spider got human powers. Like a spider turns into a human. It's like the opposite. So okay. it's like a big giant spider with with the, with <laughs> all the arms, but it also is like legs. Does that have a it, human like, head? And kind of, yeah. But it has all the eyes and stuff. But it's got the human head where the human head would be. Okay. And and he's just like a Spider-Man villain. He's like a mutated spider. Man spider. He wears Spider-Man's outfit, too. <laughs> okay. This could not be more confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Spider-Man, my dude. So so is Frank accurately dressed as Man Spider? Kind of. Like, he, he is kind of. Why his suit is black, I'm not sure. But he does kind of like have the Spider-Man symbol on his chest, which he would have. But most of the Man Spider pictures I've seen and the Man Spider I'm familiar with from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Wears like Spider Man's like, but it's ripped so his arms can like pop through the sides, you know, because he has more arms. But it's like basically the same thing as I think he's trying and wants to be Spider Man or something. Okay. So yeah, he is totally different though. He's Man Spider. (laughs) Totally different thing. (laughs) And we cut when he says that I was the Man Spider. We quickly cut to see him in Artemis, and he's in his new costume, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of similar where the face is cut out. But he's wearing a black skin suit. It's different coloring, right? And he's got those like it, eyes, the googly yeah, the eyes, eyes on the his eyes arm, the best shoulders, pa- I mean, the eye, chest. The googly, 
the googly eyes is the best part because the, <laughs> yeah. the, the eyes, the spiders, all the eyes, so mm-hmm. just like glued all these eyes. Like, like then they're like they seem so haphazardly placed. They're just kind of placed anywhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he explains why him and Artemis were arguing. They had makeup sex in a dumpster behind Wendy's. We see it. We cut to the cut to the dumpster, like shaking, and mo- we hear the moaning and the all the grunts and noises. <laughs> She incorporated a bun into the lovemaking, and she rolled the dough, dough into a ball, and they were going berserk, and she loves it, and, and Frank, yeah, he loves it, too. <laughs> I love the I, way he says that. I, the, at the end, he's so, like, ashamed almost. He's like, I admit, <laughs> I, I like it, too. <laughs> Dennis, uh, I'm sorry, um, Glenn almost breaks so hard at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. He's barely holding on. And they, yeah, because they interrupt him, and they're like, like, "We don't need to know any of that. Just stick to <laughs> Halloween. Just stick to the Halloween." So then we see the night's events unfold from Frank's perspective. Artemis wanted another dumpster hump, and Frank didn't. So this is what the argument was about. He wanted to stay at the party. Mm-hmm. We hear the defend my honor. That starts breaking out. Get my back. Mac, get my back. And Mac runs into Charlie, who runs into Eric, who runs into Ryan, who runs into D. It's more or less the same. Right. Yeah, but we get the extra Mac push. It's more of like a, a domino right there. Yeah, yeah. We get the Mac not punching him this time. Mm-hmm. It's Mac even being worse at it. Yeah. <laughs> and the waitress is, is like, are you insane? And she walks out, and this is what Artemis says, insanely masculine, and starts yeah. making out with him. Yeah, you're insane. Insanely masculine. This one's tweaked pretty slightly, because they start going real crazy different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this, this is, is like just a hair different. We get Yeah, this is a hair different, because, yeah, it's, it's just tweaked just a little bit. And we get a Frank uh, voiceover. Because we get, it's weird, like, sometimes they have a voiceover over the flashback, and sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. Sometimes it's just this flashback. It's kind of like when, in the, in the Christmas, in the Christmas episode, where one flashback was, like, through a camera, and the other one, like, wasn't. Oh, yeah, it's kinda, that's right. It's kind of like, I don't know, the, it's like the, the flashback formula is not set in stone. So, yeah, we get a voiceover from Frank. Charlie left, and he was muttering to himself about his costume being too sexy, so we know where he ends up going. We could piece together. He meets up with Dennis at that point. Yeah, we hear we we see Charlie storming off. Not from you, stupid, yeah. sexy costume. Like he's storming off, and that's probably when he bumps right into Dennis. So in the present, Charlie hopes Frank's memory is incorrect, and no, none of them say anything. And do we even have to say anything? This is a six-second scene. This <laughs> is commercial break. <laughs> is this the shortest scene we've ever had? Yeah, six likely. Seconds? Likely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't say anything. So then after the commercial break, at the bar, Artemis shows up to tell the gang what she remembers from the night. Knock, knock, dick faces. <laughs> Artemis is in town. <laughs> I love this. Because this is uh, almost like different than like the regular just storytelling because this is more of like a and a Yeah, and they get to like, so it's like their investigation has now brought them to where they need to start getting outside witnesses. Yes. They've sort of hit an impasse of as much information as they, that's all the information they know. And they know Artemis was there, so she's the next one to go to. Yeah. Adi, thanks for coming so quick. Listen, we're trying to piece together a night and we need some guidance. How about that calling her Artie? I love it. 
Is that like a actor choice? Is that written? Because uh, we don't hear it again, I don't think. Yeah, they're trying to piece together a night. They don't really remember it. Um, and she so doesn't the, either. She says, I don't remember that night. I, I, he didn't even tell her what night it was. <laughs> I don't remember most evenings. I don't remember most evenings. Like, like She's so like... <laughs> I love the That's sass. a great line. That's a great line. I don't remember most evenings. <laughs> and they just automatically hand her a beer. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just don't, they don't even say anything. She didn't ask for one. They just <laughs> hand her a beer. And yes, she actually can recall some of the stuff from Halloween because it was quite a night. And she begins to explain that her and Frank were having a fight about the dumpster, the Wendy's dumpster we heard about earlier. <laughs> and we see it again. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> as she says, she incorporated a bun into the lovemaking that he found very... Dennis, stop, Dennis, stop stopping <laughs> her. Right like, why does everyone think we want to know that? I mean... <laughs> because it's really interesting and innovative. And I thought maybe you want some lessons. So, no, they're just like, all right, let's just stick to the... No, this is what Charlie just sort of says. Did did you make out with me? And I yeah, sure did. did. She did. She sure did. And it worked like a charm. Yeah, it was to make Frank jealous. This is all true. This is all... Just confirming Frank's story, really. Confirming Frank's story, yeah. And this is what they asked about D. They go, well, we're trying to figure out D got pregnant. We're trying to figure that out. And, well, that makes sense. And she accuses Mac. Yeah, Mac slept with her at the party. And why would she say something like that? Um, well, she has some, like, evidence. What'd she do? Hear it with her own two eyeballs? I think so. <laughs> I'm talking about hot, passionate sounds of lovemaking that was coming from the bathroom that I heard with my own two earballs. So then we hear Artemis' voiceover, and we see what happened from her perspective. So she sort of just picks up after the fight. She mentions the fight and the kiss, and we get a pan over, and we see, like, Mac holding his hand, and he's got blood, like, on his knuckles, and he's kind of, like, holding his hand like he's hurt. She explains like so. She just explains, and from her perspective, we start. We see, we see when the the flashback picks up. We already see D covered in milk, but D. Why is Artemis describing D looking like a bird? Because D's <laughs> costume changes here again. Yeah, from Artemis, Artemis's perspective. Yeah, she even has a beak on her face at this point. It's even worse. Yeah, it's worse yeah. than it's been any <laughs> so far. So like. Is this almost like uh, each character's uh, perception of D? I think it is, yeah. But why is Artemis throwing shade? I don't know. Because Mac has it the worst with her. Charlie kind of hints, yeah, yeah, she's a bird. In Dennis's story, they just all uniformly call her a bird. Like, right, yeah. It just seems strange that in Artemis's perspective. Yeah, it does seem shady. <laughs> I, I, and they're supposed to be friends, right? And yeah, and instead of like a halo on her head, it's just like a feather. Yeah. And so Mac goes to the bathroom to wash the blood off, and then D also goes to the men's room. And while that's happening, Frank apologizes to Artemis, and they decide to go have sex, make up sex in the men's room. And that's when she heard lovemaking coming out of the bathroom. Yeah. So it stands the reason. I mean, from her, last she saw D and Mac were in the bathroom. Yeah, the men's room together. D went into the men's room because the ladies' room was too long. Right. Mac had to go wash uh, his blood off his hands, right? Right, yeah. So that puts them both in the same space at the same time right. uh, in her perspective. And while this is happening, Charlie and and Dennis are switching outfits. That's, That's what right. those two are doing. So in the present, Mac comes clean 
with what really happened in the men's room. Max the dad. Max the dad. <laughs> Cheat with, with me. With me. <laughs> uh, I'm not the dad, okay, Charlie? Trust me on that. Well, before we even get to that, they do a quick little, we figure out where Frank and Artemis are during the end of this. They're in, that's true. They're yeah. in Artemis' station wagon getting a hand job, hand jobbing yeah. each other. Hand jobbing each other? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh... <laughs> And so, so, so Mac has been accused as a father. All the, as, as Dennis says, all the evidence is pointing towards Mac. Yeah, and this is uh, where Mac has to admit. Yeah, they were passionate sounds of lovemaking coming from the bathroom, but it wasn't me and D. Damn it! <laughs> so then we see Mac's perspective of the night's events play out under his voiceover. So he was gonna help. Char- first off, he's gonna. First thing he remembers is he was gonna help Charlie. From getting his ass kicked by this giant dude. So now we have a different guy playing Eric. <laughs> right. Do you have anything yeah. on this guy? Yeah. Big Eric is played by Brandon <laughs> Molal. He was born 1971 from Pocatello, Idaho. He has steadily been working since 1980. He's a, just like a generic, like, we need a big dude. Yeah. Um, he seems to get a lot of, like, comedy roles. He was in uh, Reno 911 a bunch. Uh, Space Force, Gronish, Mr. Nice. Deeds, uh, Boy Meets World, The Rundown, and do you remember uh, Dodgeball? Yeah, of course. Ben Stiller's team. Yeah. Blazer. He's Laser? Blazer. He's Blazer. <laughs> oh, he's, Blazer. he's one of the Azers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so funny. Uh, so, uh, don't you look, Max is the most divergent. Of all the timelines. Yes, think? this is the most uh, outlandish. And it kind of reminds me of Max Big Break, that theatrical right. viewpoint. And I just love that this guy like this guy is a giant dude now. In this version, he's a giant dude. Right. Prior to this, he was like just Charlie, basically. Yeah. Another Charlie. No time for an ocular pat down. And so he runs up and he decks this guy. Takes him right out. Oh, yeah, he just knocks him clean out. <laughs> he secured the area. Yeah, he puts on... order. <laughs> yeah, he puts on, like, like as uh, the commentary referred to it as gas station sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool now. Everybody chill. It's cool now. And he's, ah, he's not cheering. Everyone's going nuts. Yeah, he strikes a pose. <laughs> and so he that's when he went to the bathroom because he had a tremendous amount of douchebag blood on him. Mm-hmm. And so he's in the bathroom. So now we're getting hit. So we're getting his perspective. This is stuff only he would know. You know, now we're getting new information. Sure. This is like private information. This is right. exclusive information. And in the bathroom, we see D come in. Well, we see D. We see an ostrich come in. Yes. So um, there's actually three versions of this scene. There's the version of D, just regular D and Mac. There's a version where D. Uh, Mac is playing with a uh, mascot-looking bird okay, to BD, and then one with the ostrich. And okay. Obviously, the ostrich is by far the funniest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, and he's having a conversation, like, as if the ostrich is responding to him and stuff. Like, he's having a conversation. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the cawing noise is so <laughs> funny. <laughs> So he shoot he shoots out D the ostrich. We get a music sting, and we see Margaret McBoyle in the mirror. Yeah. So when D leaves, 
and he turns to that mirror and he gets she like Margaret in. in the back, yeah. like in in the reflection. It's pretty uh, <laughs> it's pretty jarring. So we get Margaret McPoyle coming back, played by Thessie Surface. Welcome back. She's dressed like the devil, like a devil. Well, I mean, she's dressed like Margaret McPoyle with like <laughs> the devil horns. She also like on her shirt is a picture of a devil, like a cartoon devil is on her shirt too. She, and she she starts licking her lips. That is so great. You're always doing that. Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> is that a sexual thing? <laughs> and then, all right, let's do this. And we should say, too, about, like, the decorations, how they have decorations everywhere. Like, the bathroom is decorated, like, Halloween. And there's a bowl of candy corn, which is, to me, so gross to have in the bathroom. In the bathroom, yeah. A little gross. But, um, I don't know. It's interesting to see them actually do something like this. Right, yeah. Put some effort into it. Yeah. Just, like, be hosts. So, in the present, the gang decides to ask the McPoyles about the night. So, they we cut back to the present in the bar, and they're like, oh, shit, okay, he slept with... Margaret McBoyle, mm-hmm. and the only way to really confirm this is they got to talk to the McBoyles. They were drinking milk. Yeah. Uh, the only consistent part of the story is, is that they were there and drinking milk. Everyone right. else is pretty pretty wasted. Yeah, pretty, they'd be st- uh, browned they, out. They'd be stone cold sober. And then we got a little ah shit from from Charlie. Ah shit, like dealing yeah. with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> At first, he was like kind of on board, like, yeah, they we got to go talk to them. And then he realizes, yeah, oh, shit, we actually have to go do it. They got a truce, so I don't know what they're worried about. In the McBoyles' apartment, the McBoyles sit across from Dennis, Mac, Charlie, and Frank, and they remember the night. Yeah, they remember that night well. As do I, quite well. When he says, he goes, you are all very, very drunk. The way quite he, drunk. The way he goes, you should be ashamed. You, you should, should, you should feel shame. Yeah, you should feel shame. The way he says, like he like drags all the shame. Feel shame. <laughs> He's so weird, man. It's like, you should feel shame. What a fun like, character to get to play, though. Oh my goodness! Like, like you get the freedom like, to just be say, be weird. That, yeah, that's the objective. Any, like creep people any, out. Yeah, you can just say any crazy shit you want. You should feel shame. Well, don't don't give them judgment. We don't want judgments. Don't give us judgments. So just yeah, so they just uh uh tell us you know tell us about the night. So they start. They were they were just finishing accepting Charlie's terrible terrible truths. <laughs> so we cut to a flashback and we see the events of the night as the McPoyles saw it. So Charlie is dr- like visibly drunk this time. So we see him by the jukebox talking to McPoyles. Yeah, the he's truce. he's wasted. He's not really even like get coherent. He's like that's the whole truce. Uh, if you guys are cool with it, I'd be cool with it. It's like Yeah, they're like, whatever. And they so so we already saw the scene once where they were into it and they bumped it. So now they're not into it and when Ch- Charlie is trying to initiate the bump and they're like, No, we're not they, bumping. <laughs> Liam even says, Just get out of our faces. Your breath is awful. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they're so not into this. Isn't that a recurring thing that Charlie has bad breath? Yeah, I think it's something to do with the cheese. <laughs> Uh, Charlie does this thing here where he goes, <laughs> they won't bump. You can try. He's like, a bunch of them. What about no? this one? Bump it. Uh, you bump. Cool. That's cool. That's cool, guys. Good truths. Good truths. Good truths. Good truths. Good truths. And this is where D goes, like, hey, D, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Very different. <laughs> very different. Uh, and then in comes a woman who is definitely not the waitress. 
and a man. Is there anything on these two? Uh, Eric is Eric, and Amy, the new version of the waitress, I guess, uh, is played by Alice McDonald. She was in Happy Endings, Angel of Death, Contracted, The Art of Storytelling, and Almost Vegas. Hello, hello, I see you accepted my invitation. <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he talking like that? My I see you got my invitation. I, I think in some crazy way. I, I think it's funny because he, in his version, he does try to be like a little like theatrical about it. Yeah, and this is how it comes off to a sober person. It starts playing out similar to the first time. Who's this jerk? He's my boyfriend. I have to defend your honor, Mac. Get my back. Uh, but this time, Mac comes running up uh, into. So so Mac bumps into Charlie, and then Charlie into Ryan, and then that Ryan into D. Mm-hmm. And D is not a bird or anything. She's in her regular angel. Yeah. So the McBoyles actually see her for who she is. Right. Cuz I already you would think like now maybe she would be like that bird or something, but like yeah, because it's not a true escalation every time. It's to me, it's more of a perception of who's telling the story. Right. Yeah. 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 But they they don't. The D is just when D gets the milk, she's in her regular costume. <laughs> and then now is when Mac runs up. So Mac ran up early, like before the milk and all the other versions. Mm-hmm. But in this version, Vijo Morgenstein he comes up and he punches <laughs> the, the Amy. <laughs> yeah, not the waitress. Not the waitress. Artemis grabs Charlie and says, I'm insanely high on mescaline. Which just... is such a great play on insanely masculine. Yes, it's like, um, what's that called when something uh, just sounds the same? A similarly? Uh, no. No? No. It's um, um, a soft rhyme? Yeah, know. something like that. Ro- Ross, do you know what, do you know what mescaline is? It's a drug? Yeah, it's a drug. It, it's it's a hallucinogen that comes from button-shaped seeds found in peyote cactus. Is it is it like a liquid? Uh, it says it's a hallucinogen that comes from button-shaped seeds. I don't know. See, to me, mescaline sounds like something that comes in like a syringe or something. Yeah, yeah. To me, it sounds like it comes in an, an inhaler. Like, give me 60 cc's of mescaline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. That's I don't a know. Question. I have no idea. Anyway, she plants like a, a big fat kiss on Charlie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, in the present, the McBoyles congratulate Macwell on his performance before continuing the story. Are you telling me that wasn't even the waitress? Not at all. After the fight, Mac went to the bathroom to wash that poor girl's blood off his hands, yeah. and D followed. They were only in there a short moment together before D came back out. Mac kicked her out of the bathroom so he could make sweet love to Margaret in private. I heard you gave quite a performance, Macwell. Okay, that's enough, all right? God, that's your sister. I, uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Just move past it. Tell the story, please. She's still expecting a call. That's not gonna happen, so just move past it. You will call her! Jesus, man, I'm sorry. Fine, I'll call her. So wait, that wasn't the waitress? No, not at all. They confirm it. No, that was not the waitress. And Mac was in the bathroom washing that poor girl's blood off. (laughs) (laughs) 
And Dee came back out. So we get confirmation that, yes. She was in there. She was in there but came out so that they could have some privacy so Maxwell could make sweet, sweet love to Margaret. You put on quite a performance. The clapping. You put on quite a performance, Ah. Maxwell. She's expecting a call. Well, it's just not going to happen. You will call her! (laughs) You will call her! <laughs> that is incredible. Is so that many, improvised? I mean, uh, yeah, there's so many um, outtakes of it. Like <laughs> he does it like ten times, and they will laugh every time. <laughs> now, en- enjoy Ross, those. Explain to me how someone can call Margaret Mo- McBoyle a mute, a mute, and yeah, she's deaf and doesn't talk. How is how is Matt going to call her? Don't they say that? I don't know. Yeah, if she's deaf. I'm pretty sure well, she, she is. Oh, well, <laughs> I know she's a mute. So I don't know what kind of conversations she's going to be up to. <laughs> I don't know. You will call her. You will call her. And like they have faces and they're like, whoa. Jesus, man. <laughs> Sorry. Fine. I'll, I'll call her. <laughs> and then they go back into the story. So we continue to see the McBoyle's perspective of the night and we get some more information on what happened after the bathroom. So now we're finally progressing to after the bathroom. Mm-hmm. D came out in a rage, it turns out, and she starts yelling at the peacock lady, you big hot bird. Stupid costume, everyone call me a bird. So she's on like kind of like a tear, and she like kind of yeah. walks right over to um, the, the peacock. Uh, peacock lady, right? Yeah, and, and she wants to switch costumes with her. So now we're getting uh, a more mix-up stuff happening. So she wants to switch costumes. Switch, switch me, me mine. Yeah, she's talking like Charlie's mom. (laughs) Yeah. She's so primitive. It's like, me, mine, give now. (laughs) And when the peacock lady says, no, like, I don't think so, Dita's like, oh, I don't think so. She's like, I'm mocking, (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) But it's a win-win, you know, because one, if they switch costumes, the weird plumber will leave her alone. And second, she's not going to beat the shit out of her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's reason enough. This is scary. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't fuck with her. <laughs> yeah. So then they go the they go in and, and into the the bathroom and they come out and D is now dressed as the peacock. Let's see who's sexy now, dickwads. It'd be funny to see this other woman in in D's costume and it like I know. just is like weird on her. It's like too big or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so Dee comes walking out, and Dee's on a tear. She wants to prove how sexy she is to any one of them. And we get this slow-mo. Yeah. This, like, dramatic. This, like, with, like, a drum beat, even, yeah. too. So she tricked. She was going to trick one of you two into making love with her. And since and now they start talking about how Charlie's the weakest and most vulnerable. How do they ball. know all this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like a real... <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> like, they have more information than you think they would, like... She, the, Clearly, she knew that Charlie was the most vulnerable. Like they knew, like what was happening. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like very like predatory of them to like have that vantage point. Yeah, to pick up on all this stuff that's happening. Like understand these motivations <laughs> and like wh- why she would choose Charlie. So perceptive. I didn't. Yeah, Charlie's the weakest and most vulnerable, and she she kind of grabs the fa- she walks by, grabs the Phantom, and mm-hmm. pulls the Phantom into the back office. Yeah, and the Phantom does like a, a big turnaround that's like kind of like dramatic, right? Dramatic, yeah. So then in the present, Charlie lets everyone know that he wasn't the Phantom. He switched with Dennis, and thus we have our comedy of errors. 
Russ, do you know what a comedy of errors is? Sure. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> well, a comedy of errors, it's a Shakespeare thing. It's a Shakespeare term. and It's like mishaps. It's, mishap, it's misunderstandings. It's mm-hmm. exactly this. Like, this is like a Shakespeare play, like how this is unfolding. Like, the, the constant miscommunications and mm-hmm. the misperceptions of things that's happening. That's a comedy of errors. It's what people in the 1600s thought was the funniest thing that could ever happen. Is two pe- Someone to think that someone was someone that they weren't is the funniest <laughs> thing that could ever happen. It's pretty so, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in this episode, it's scary. But right. It's, you're right. But, yeah. The, the, the think someone was someone who they're not, I mean, that is funny. <laughs> or scary. <laughs> yeah. Cuz either way. Yeah. So they start put piecing it together. D thought Dennis was Charlie. And then we see it. We see the slow-mo of the phantom being pulled and it is Dennis whose face we see. Yeah, we see like a second take of it and yeah. then like them go into the office and then the slam of the door and the and the noise and we see the skull on the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like doomish. Dennis is the dad. Bell. Bing. Delightful. <laughs> of course they like that. Yeah, it's like they're they're into that incest thing. Oh yeah, I would say so. Uh and Dennis is Dennis is gonna be sick. He starts like retching here and being like he's gonna vomit. Yeah, feel it. Let it out. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. And he gets up and don't flush. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Dennis gets up to go to the bathroom and uh, Ryan asks, don't flush. So then at Dee's apartment, Dee lets them know that none of them are the father and she won't tell them who is. They start knocking on the wall, this is bad, this is real bad, Frank freaking out. And when the door opens, they explain, they explain to her what they think happened. And don't you love this, like when they're like, they explain to Dee and they point over like, it was Dennis. Dennis is fine. They point over, and Dennis is like leaning up against the wall, like, like still winded and sick, exhausted. Like his body, <laughs> yeah. like can't even stand itself up. He's so feeble from how sick he is. And he says an interesting thing. He goes, "It was sex with you. It was sex with me. It was sex with me." Like he's <laughs> trying to deflect blame. He's saying it was sex with me. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, like he, I don't know. He says I had sex with you. It was sex with me. I think he's just it, confirming that. Like I, I think we had sex together. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get you and that monster out of you, down to you and that monster. You got down to Mexico ASAP. Are you kidding me? I did not have <laughs> sex with Dennis. Charlie says yes, you did. He's like yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, you wanted sex. Yells. From me. He throws in the you yeah. wanted sex for me. I think like. Yeah, you went to the back office with him, not me. You thought it was me because you wanted sex from me, but you got <laughs> sex from Dennis. Uh, and she says, like, lays it down, like, gross. That did not happen. Like, just because we went back there, that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah, you've been assessing over this all night? Yes, they have. They, they've been running around. Yeah, she says, yeah, she says, they've been stressing about it all night. And she says, no, it's none of you. And they say, are you sure? <laughs> and they, she goes, yeah. And they just go, whoo! The way they go, whoa! They all start relaxing. Frank's like banging his neck. Even uh, like uh, Dennis's is like by far above and beyond everybody else's. He's doing like delirious, like like exaggerated. Well, you know what? Dee's not going to tell any of them who the father actually is. Who 
gives a shit? <laughs> who gives a shit? <laughs> and yeah, D, like, why would you think they care if it's not about them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're all about themselves. She's like, you all give a shit. You just said so. You were up all night. You were thinking about it. But even Charlie, as he says, but that was before you said it was one of us. Now that it's none of <laughs> yeah. us, who cares? Uh, <laughs> Frank's like, it's no big deal. <laughs> they slam the door and woo, dodged a bullet. Yeah, we all dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about that museum? That's right, the museum. They might have time. Yeah, right, the <laughs> museum. And so they're going to get out of there. Uh, we're going to go, uh, you look like a turkey. You look like an ostrich. An ostrich? Uh, maybe Mac will call her an emu, but he'll save it. He'll save it. Yeah, save it for later. Save it for later. And as and as they're walking away, Dan, uh, Frank says, you're a big, fat, flightless bird. Yeah, and they all agree. That, like, that's sort of like the generic, like, general <laughs> overall... <laughs> umbrella that the terms are under okay i want to so i want to read you this is this is from the imdb trivia they really need to they really need to to teach people what is and isn't trivia someone actually wrote this at the end of the episode frank calls d a fat flightless bird danny devito who plays frank played the penguin in batman returns yeah i mean that's just that's nothing it's like a coincidence maybe it's not uh, trivia. It's, I mean, if he called her a penguin, maybe, but he doesn't. <laughs> but he doesn't. <laughs> but he doesn't. You're right. Uh, and quickly, while we're on this topic, there's, uh, on the on the Always Sunny wiki page, there's another questionable trivia I have a hard time with. Somebody okay. wrote, the guys were so pumped about the Night of Museums, probably because of the Night of Museum movies with Ben Stiller. I mean, I mean, I, I think we're... <laughs> Is that trivia? We, I think we talked about it at the beginning. They're just referencing some movies. Like I mean, the idea that you could go to a museum, everything comes to life. And what was the other one? There was another one at the very beginning. I forget, but I, I, we did talk about Night of the Museum. But, like, you can't use the word... Pro- like, the guys were so pumped up at the Night of the Museums probably because... Of, you can't use the word probably in a trivia. The word probably <laughs> can't... It just can't be in there if it's trivia. <laughs> I have a piece of trivia. You do? Yes. I, I probably should have said this up at the beginning of the episode. So this storytelling of uh, flashbacks uh, is kind of biting the style of uh, a movie called Rashomon. It was a okay. 1950s crime mystery thriller. So it's told by the memories of right. people. who It keeps changing. Th- exactly. We get yeah. different layers and um, flavors of the story. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, you probably should have set that up top. Yeah, I should have. I mean, it was at the bottom of my notes where it belongs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ross, that's, that's the end of the episode. So that brings us to what is your favorite character? Uh, so I'm going to give it to Artemis. I'm going to give it to the, both the McBoyles. Okay. No, it's well-deserved. I mean, they haven't been around in quite a while, so it's great to have them back. And what is your favorite scene? Max version of the truth. Really? Okay. Yeah. The the, the It's just so everybody, s- ridiculous. Everybody chill. It's cool now. <laughs> uh, obviously, my favorite scene is the, when they're sitting across the couch, and they're doing the, uh-uh. Uh-uh. And then they that, the that awkward sex yeah. with my sister thing. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Uh, what is your favorite line? It's good enough to eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, we didn't even mention that. We forgot to mention no, that. No, yeah, we zoomed through face. a lot of the dialogue, but like, it's it's a great line. The look on your face, it's good enough to eat. 
what they drag out the words in such a strange way. <laughs> yeah it's hard to replicate but yeah they, uh, they have such a good great cadence right uh, yeah, definitely and and my favorite line is also from them i think it's the you will call her it made me laugh every time <laughs> and their reactions too to it like okay bro all right i'll, I'll call her <laughs> sorry all right that brings us to the always sunny wiki trivia challenge these are three trivia facts one of them are made up by me. One of them is from the website IMDb. No, I'm sorry. Actually, the, one of them is from... I just, I'm so used to saying that. One of them is from the wiki, the Always Sunny wiki, because the IMDb ones, uh, they weren't doing it for me. We don't have any probably facts. <laughs> yeah, I just... I just <laughs> it doesn't do it for you? It wasn't doing it for me. All right, so, Ross, please guess the one, the one that is real and the one that is not made up by me. All right. Number one, quote, Browning Out was actually invented by William Shakespeare in the play Much to Do About Nothing. Number two, there are three alternate endings filmed so that the cast and crew couldn't spoil the mystery before the episode here. <laughs> Number three. Okay. There are three different versions of the scene with Mac and Giant Bird incarnation of D in the bathroom. The final version with a real ostrich was shot singularly and much later after the filming of season six ended. It was the first time they had done something like this. Yes, that's that's true. <laughs> you ruined so, yeah. my, my game. <laughs> you saw you got insider information. You should be in jail. Well, I didn't even give all the good details that you did. So yeah, even after the season had wrapped, they had to go back and post and uh, record that scene. Pretty cool. I, it's a great scene. It yeah, was totally sure. worth, worth it. it. Worth it, yeah. It's yeah. memorable. They Everyone made back all that. the money they spent on that. I'd spend money on an ostrich. All right, Ross, final thoughts on this on this episode. Did this episode go berserk? It loves that kind of stuff. And you admit, you do too. <laughs> or the episode is very, very, very drunk. It should feel shame. <laughs> <laughs> I, I admit, I, I, I like that kind of stuff. I, 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 like, I, I like that too. <laughs> Frank doing that is so funny. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I like it. He always sounds like he doesn't want to admit it, but he, he like. Well, what was the what was the fight about? Like the fight was about that because he, he seems to have liked what the bun wa- happened. So what was the fight about? Uh, that Artemis wanted to go do it and he didn't. No, no, Artemis, no like the, the, Oh, okay. The, oh, right, right. They didn't so Artemis wanted sex that. when he didn't want to have sex. Right. So I that see, was I what the argument that. was. I was thinking they were arguing in the dumpster, but no, no, no you're right. Yeah. Were, <laughs> yeah, mid, mid-sex. <laughs> <laughs> Just broke into an argument. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, this is episode, again, this is the hardest episode we did for sure. I mean, there was yeah, just so many Yeah, we probably didn't even do shifting. it justice, to be honest, but like. Probably not. That's probably the best we could do, given our format. So I mean, yeah, it's very hard to break down what that is going on, like 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 present to the flashbacks, just to just the way the scenes are. Like the scenes yeah. are not like this scene to that scene to that scene. They're all kind of interwoven. It's tough, and they bounce around very quickly too. What do we have happening next week, Ross? Or next time we record? You think we re- <laughs> do this every week? Uh, I always forget. <laughs> next episode is season six, episode eight. The gang gets a new member. So, Eric, what can we expect? We got Jason Sudeikis making an appearance. That's right. We got Jason Sudeikis. We got Dee discovering her roots in acting. Oh, that's right. Going back uh, to her roots. Ra- Dee going back to her roots. This episode is great with the... We get a great like shakeup of the formula of the gang when they kick out mm-hmm. Charlie. 
So yeah. we get a, a great shakeup of, of an outside person obs- observing the things that they do and how weird they are. Yes, that's true. Uh, like we the get like ring, uh, the rituals, the yeah, yeah, of the gang, yeah, and like the, going out to eat, and Dennis orders all their food for them, and, and all what that is stuff. Like, what it's like to be a person and then <laughs> be amongst the gang, like be amongst the gang, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But Schmitty isn't without his problems, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not a perfect guy, but he, you know, uh, so yeah, yeah, I, th- I remember this episode being very funny. We get some great background on the gang. Yeah, we get a lot of great background. Uh, I really like the the school stuff when they're uh, filming in the school. With yeah, it's D. great. Charlie becomes the professor. Yeah, the professor. I think that's actually the follow up. Yeah, it. yeah, it's a follow up. But yeah, he beca- yeah he starts working the janitor job. Uh, someone did ask if we were going to be covering uh, the Lethal Weapon episode, and yeah. uh, yes, I just want to say that here, so if you're following along, yeah, find it somewhere. Yeah, it's not on Hulu, so you'd have to watch it on DVD or something, or some, I don't know how, I don't know how you get it, but it's not on Hulu. Yeah, and even looking forward, uh, I know there's uh, seasons I don't own yet on DVD, yeah. and I'm yeah. starting to wonder how the hell I'm getting them, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. If anyone yeah, has a in dark horse, well, can you can send us a file. The on Amazon? What if it's not on the DVD? It is my question. Is. It definitely is. There's well, no way it wouldn't be. All right. No, it, it definitely is. Uh, and and also, like, I don't know, like, they removed that episode. Like, I don't know, like, it's going to be a tough one to talk about for us, obviously. Yeah, but we knew that when we started the podcast, period. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean that is true. Yeah, the there, first episode I mean, of the game gets racist. Yeah, exactly. We were walking I into mean, a closed door from I the know. beginning. It's just that we have no authority or like any like we have we sh- don't we should not have opinions on it. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah. If you know, if it, if people find it racist, it's racist. I mean, what can I say? Yeah, I uh, know. I'm, I'm saying it is racist, but like, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. the characters do too. That's true too. Yeah, it's very crazy. But we'll try our best to talk about it as as well as we can. It's okay. going to make me feel very uncomfortable, Ross. All right. Well, it's two episodes from now. Let's just look forward one at a time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for um, sticking with us for this and trying to j- go along this mystery with us while we got confused and lost in the narrative. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. If you made it this far, wow. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but go do something. Go swim in a lake. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And until we hear from you next time, good good day day to you. Always Sunnycast is not endorsed or affiliated with Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the FXX Network, or Philadelphia. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Eric Regan and Ross Northrup. Email questions, thoughts, suggestions, corrections, or things we just plain forgot to alwayssunnycastpod at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. And, as always, thanks for listening, you jabronis. <laughs>